Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody, from the sweet, sunny Mayan Riviera. <laughs> Good morning. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I'm done. Awesome. How's it going, Wayne? Uh, extremely tired. I told you I wasn't going to do that anymore, but uh, we had a late night. Yeah. Pretty late night. We, um, uh, well, well, first, I want to start off by saying, just because I'm going to forget today. That uh, we mentioned this yesterday, we're not going to be doing a show on Friday and Monday. Um, yeah, you know, for the for Christmas, uh, we also we we booked an excursion for Friday, and uh, it starts um, starts an really? hour hour earlier than we do yeah. <laughs> the show. So so no show on the twenty fourth or the twenty seventh of yeah. December twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, on the topic of that, we went and did a little event last night. Um, Took a little bus ride down to Cancun. That's uh, what is it about an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. So took the hour and a half bus ride, and um, we did uh, a pirate ship show. The Jolly Rogers pirate ship. Yeah, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a blast. It started out kind of slow. It took a long time for them to get everyone in, and Everly was like, "When's this gonna start? When are we going into the ocean? What's happening?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, once they got everybody in and settled, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and and, and for the parents and for the well, obviously you wanted wanted you wanted fun for the kids. Yeah. But uh, for the parents as well, it was actually quite entertaining, and and they got the kids really involved. And Everly was our daughter was the star of the show. And, yeah, she was the pirate's assistant. <laughs> um, so she went up on stage a bunch of times, and she, you know, so she had a lot of fun. She got face painting, and she was pretty cool. Um, couple tequilas. Basically turned into a dance party at the end, and it felt felt so good to just fucking dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let loose. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen the kids smile yeah. like that in a long time. So yeah. it was a, it was a pretty fun night. Um, but then, of course, hour and a half drive home. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then our room key didn't work. So we were up very, very late last night. Yeah. yeah. Like one o'clock we got to bed. One o'clock our time. Uh, yeah. So. Which is fine. It's like eight o'clock now. I think we got about six hours of sleep. Uh, what, four or pretty, five. Pretty maybe. much what we normally get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're a little hurting this morning, but um, but it's a really nice morning. It is. It's a yeah. beautiful morning. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. I got a few hours of work in yesterday. Um, after breakfast there, the, uh, the girls went down to the pool and I was able to get some stuff done, which is good. Um, like it's got a bunch of little things going on right now. Um, but, uh, I know you made a couple notes here, Gab, and, uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, well, yesterday I mentioned that I want to talk about the, um, I want to get back into the garage suites cause we have a real life example here, um, <clears throat> that went down, um, just this past year. Mm. So I want to get into that. And I also want to point out, I want to hear from Josh because Josh was saying he might be calling in today and talking about that deal he, he passed up on. So awesome. I yeah. want to hear a little bit more about that if he's comfortable doing that a little yeah. bit later. Anytime, Josh, if you want. Or anybody else. If you've got a deal you're working on right now um, or you got a problem that you're stuck with in real estate investing, please do call in. Um, if you're listening to the recording, um, it, it's, it's a little hard to call in. Um, cause it's not live. Yeah. He can't anymore. Yeah. You missed, you missed your chance. Yeah. You missed the vote on that Except one. maybe tomorrow. Except for tomorrow morning at 6am mountain time Get or 8am Eastern. Um, call in with yeah. your questions and, and we will answer them. This is, this is your morning mentoring, masterminding, coaching, Session. extravaganza <laughs> every day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. One other note I made is that um, we have tenants paying rent already, which is awesome. I yeah. don't really know what day it is. Actually, I kind of have I no clue. I think it's a Wednesday. <laughs> Happy I Wednesday, folks. I think it's folks. the 22nd. <laughs> My screen says the 22nd. Okay, 22nd. Yeah, so that's uh, <coughs> nine days early. Anyways, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I was actually 
Wayne just said that he thought we had people paying December's rent late. He was wondering what those rent payments, one came in a couple of days ago. I just hadn't uh, deposited it yet. <clears throat> and another, I think yesterday or something like that. So Wayne's like, what's happening? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything because we're on vacation. So I'm not going to bring that stuff up. I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to ruin the vacation over asking about something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, no, but that's, that's, that's good early. to hear. Yeah. I don't know why any, any particular reason. Yeah, well, we had um, <clears throat> one of the tenants who's already paid. He always pays nice and early. Um, it's his first time living out on his own. And I don't know, maybe he's always worried that he's not going to have rent. So he just pays it when he has it. <laughs> and then um, the other one, actually, several months ago, um, she was between jobs. Um, she, I think she had gotten laid off and was just starting a new job. And she had contacted us saying that. Um, her rent's going to be late. And we were like, well, when are you going to pay it? And she did end up telling us, like, these are the two days where I can make payments. I'll also have the following month's rent paid early, the same time I make my last payment for this for the month that was, she was late on. Yeah. And so since then, and she has been a fantastic tenant. She's never been late. She's awesome. Um, yeah, no issues with her at all. So we That's something let her that you on. need to consider when you're allowing people to pay rent late yeah yeah we're normally pretty pretty strict and we were i think we were we were strict saying we need to know the exact dates the exact yeah. amounts that you're going to be paying how you're going to catch up yada yada so she came back with a plan and we were like okay good and um and she did she paid um she made her first payment on time she made her second payment plus the following month's rent um on that second date mm -hmm. and so she got herself caught up and um since then she has been paying her rent super early so i think that she was probably you know it wasn't like her to pay great to pay late so i think she's kind of like overcompensating and showing that that's not her that that won't be the future that she's yeah yeah she's here for on time rent <laughs> that's awesome yeah um but one thing i did want to say about that is that for any of you who are newer to investing <laughs> or to having rental properties and tenants January is a common month for rent to be late. Yeah. And it could be for many different reasons. One could be that people don't give a shit and they're like, Christmas, I'm going to buy presents and all this food and all this. Whatever's left for rent is left for rent. For, yeah, left for rent is left for rent. Um, you know, the the stupid tenant mindset. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, guys, sorry. I... I, I we, you know, Christmas really was expensive this year, so all I've got is four hundred dollars at the twelve hundred. Yeah, we'll pay the pay the rest uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you get that, and then also some people just aren't good at budgeting and managing their money, and it's like comes time to pay, and they're like, "Oh shit!" So, um, be prepared for that if yeah. you're a newer tenant. Um, it I wouldn't say it's happened every year for us, but definitely it's one of the common months that it can happen or does happen. So just something to be prepared for. Um, if you're a new investor and you don't yet have your hands on a 14-day eviction notice, uh, might be time to grab one of those. Um, and just have it ready so that you're not scrambling. Always be prepared for whatever. You should have been prepared for it already. You should have those forms. And um, it's never good to be scrambling on the second of the month trying to find the forms that you need to proceed with kind of doing things the right way. So yeah, Absolutely. get that in order. Absolutely. Um, just in case. Um, yeah. Did Josh, let us know if, uh, if you want to call in otherwise I might get into garage suites. What do you think? I'm not going in a garage suite till Josh calls. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and drink my cappuccino. <laughs> Josh, I'm so, this is this for is your you. this is your this is your challenge, and I, I'm, I, I Wayne's throwing you out of your comfort zone. Gabby cut me off early uh, yesterday <clears throat> because I remember we said that this year was going to be different. This, and I know it's not 2022 yet. I know you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I still got a week and a half before I really need to kick it into overdrive and be the new me," but. Uh, I want to see more people taking advantage of this. I want to see more people stepping out of their comfort zones and, and getting the answers that they need. Because why are you on this show at 6 a.m. and why aren't you preparing for your next deal? I'd rather see you preparing for your next deal than on the show every morning. If I saw that no listeners came on live every morning, I'd know that we were doing our job. So this is clearly me not doing my job. I want more targeted 
content or the content targeted towards someone specific as opposed to some golden nugget. I hate golden nuggets, Gabby. Hate it. Oh, I picked up a really good nugget the other morning. You should have asked the question a long time ago. You should have got that answer. Sometimes you just don't know, though. Yeah, I Sometimes it's a better way of doing things than what you've learned previously, that type of thing. <clears throat> so I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't totally agree. I'm just saying. I love <laughs> the support that we have. I love the listeners that we have and the community that we have every morning. And I'd love for it to grow. I really would. But I would love to see people get more of their targeted questions answered every day so they can go and take action. And every morning I just try and serve it up with a different seasoning. Um, because some days, some seasonings work. Some days you need a little cinnamon. Some days you need a little salt and pepper. So whatever I can do in order to make you step out of that comfort zone. And we're just, we're here to help. And we really, really, really love seeing people taking action and doing shit. I was fucking, ec I was ecstatic yesterday when I heard about Wilson. Yeah. Wilson uh, locked up that deal and he's already working on another one. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, going to see more houses. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know when I when I when I saw that, uh, you know that Josh was 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 working with some other people and he put an he was supposed to put an offer in but didn't. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not I'm not hating on you for not putting in an offer. I want to know why. I want to know why. Maybe I can help you find the uh, solution that you're looking for to find the right one. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. yes, other people will hear the stories. Um, and, and they'll pick up some good nuggets and, and they'll get inspired. I just want to make sure that that inspiration um, continues every day. Uh, do you know how much I care about this stuff, Deb? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just go through the messages here. Okay, well, talk about garage with then, darling. Okay. So, um, I don't know, several weeks ago, we were talking about um, garage suites, and we didn't really, the last time we had looked into them was several years ago, a couple of years ago, and they were just kind of becoming a, a thing. And when Edmonton uh, just went ahead and said that they're allowing um, three, three suites uh, within a property, on, if it's zoned for that. Were garage suites available before that time as well? They, they were. Yes, but yeah, you, but it could only, like at that time, it was only two, you were only allowed two suites. So it was like a bungalow and a garage suite. Yeah. It couldn't be um, a suited property plus a garage and, suite. And garden suites and uh, garage suites are becoming more and more popular in other provinces, yes, municipalities yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we're just talking about our own personal yeah. experience. Yeah, we're talking about in Edmonton. Yeah, I remember like we used to see them all the time in Vancouver and like, oh, that's so cool. But it wasn't a thing here, so... Um, yeah, so we were talking about them, but we haven't looked into them in a couple of years. So we didn't really know if the prices were the same. We didn't know, um, if there were now lots of sold comparables and all that sort of thing. So the issue that we found and why did, why we didn't proceed was that they were basically saying, okay, it costs about whatever, $200,000 to build a garage suite. And because we don't know how that's going to raise your property value, when you go to reappraise, we're just going to basically give you... Um, or say that it increases the value by the cost of what it was to build it. So with that being said, that doesn't make sense to us. We can't get our money out. If it's only raising the value by what we put in, um, that doesn't get our money out so that we can rinse and repeat, as Wilson likes to say. <laughs> yeah. So um, after we talked about that, we kind of did a shout out if anybody's done it or knows kind of what they're being appraised at to let us know. And we did get an email and I just wanted to kind of run through their situation. Um, I haven't heard back from them about, um, joining in on the show or about, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to use their name, but I do have an example here of the costs. I don't think they would have shared it with us if they didn't want us to pass it along. So yeah. Basically, what they did was they bought a bungalow in a fantastic neighborhood in Edmonton. So um, for those of you who know the Edmonton market, it was in Otwell. So really great neighborhood um, to, <coughs> to be in. So they bought a bungalow, didn't have a garage suite or anything, just, or sorry, a basement suite, uh, just a bungalow on a nice large lot. And they bought it for just under 400000 and that was in August of um, 2020, so 
um, not this past summer, but the summer before. So they bought it for 400000 in August of 2020, and they um, got to work and put the garage suite in. So the garage suite, as we talked about, you can't just plunk a suite on top of an existing garage. You need right. to tear it down, get utilities um, set up, all of that, yeah. report, and then build your garage and the suite on mm-hmm. top. So it's a pretty big deal. The cost of that was 220000 So bought the house for 400 garage suite cost them 220 now they're into it for 620 trying to do my math as i go so um it looks like they probably finished up around december 2020 based on this email here so it took them several months to get that going and get it done and um everything everything set up nicely for them so then the bank told them that the underwriters were getting more concerned about garage suite values Again, around that time, they probably just didn't have the comparables. Um, And maybe there might have been some comparables around the city. I doubt it. Otherwise, they would have just jumped on it and said, yeah, this is what it is. So around that time, it seems like there maybe wasn't, still wasn't any comparables for them. So they said, either we appraise it for for the construction cost, like we had mentioned um, in our previous episode, uh, what they were doing when we were looking into it, or... We can wait. So we can wait and watch watch for solds. And if something comes up, we can use that. Mm-hmm. So all that means for this person who did the garage suite is that their money that they spent is <clears throat> tied up into it until they have a sold comparable that they that they like and can use. So they're when you say their money tied up into it, you mean their original down payment on the four hundred thousand, which yeah. probably is what, twenty percent? Uh, probably. I don't know if this was their primary residence or not. Okay. So let's just assume it's an investment property. Yeah. So that means that they got $80,000 in for the down payments, yeah. plus it cost them 220000 for the renovation. Yeah. Sorry, to, to add this um, garage fee. Yeah. And we can assume that that might have been borrowed money. Yeah. There's probably... Lots of people don't have two hundred and twenty k lying around to build a garage suite. Maybe they <laughs> did borrow it at, you know, maybe a home equity line of credit at 3% or it could have been... Any, it could have been a, a, a 10% unsecured, yep. uh, yeah, a 10%. So, but when when you say money is still locked up into it, you're talking about the original down payment, your your yep. your your initial investment, plus the investments that you put down for, uh, put in for the cost of adding yep. a garage suite. So, two twenty plus eighty is three hundred thousand. Yeah, so they're so. in for three hundred thousand, and are told, you can just wait. Yeah. So what this what this investor is trying to do, for those of you that don't understand, is they're trying to get some of that investment back. Right. And we talk about different kinds of strategies like the burger strategy. The whole point of the burger strategy is is to put money in, but you want to get as much of your investment back out. Um, so you're putting money in to increase the value. Right. Waiting for that final refinancing appraisal. it, yeah. recalculating your mortgage so that the bank will give you a new bigger mortgage on the new appraised value to get some of that investment out because with investing you want to lower your investment amount as much as possible you don't want to have what was it you don't have a six hundred and twenty thousand dollar house with three hundred thousand dollars of your cash in it Mm -hmm. it'd be much better to have a six hundred twenty thousand dollar house with some math for me um, say $150,000 of your cash into it. And the reason for that is because the lower your investment, the better the ROI. Yes. When you're calculating ROI, which is return on investment, what you do is you divide your investment into your returns, your, your return. If you can lower your investment, then that means your ROI will go up. You're getting the same return for less money in, right? Yeah. And you can repurpose those funds that you get back out and do other projects Yeah. to increase your ROI on that money as well. Yeah. So, Wayne, you can double check my math. Um, not my strong suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wayne's the rain man over here. Um, but if they had just gone for what the construction cost and had that been their appraisal, 
the value of the property would have been the 400 plus the 220. Mm -hmm. So that would have been 620. If yeah. they had got it appraised at that and gotten um, refinanced, they would still have $124,000 in. Am I right? Uh, I wasn't prepared. So, so 620 is the is the new value. Mm -hmm. 496 is 80% loan to value. Yeah, I think my math is right. So they would still have $124,000 locked up in the property. I think you're right. Yeah, which, I mean, if, if they already had their initial 80, and now we're talking about 90, 100, and 120, having 44,000 locked up in it for a garage suite. I mean, yeah, not terrible, but yeah. you, have, you know, what could you do with that $124,000 if you were able to get it out? <laughs> a lot uh, more, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what they did is they decided to wait. Um, again, I don't know what their money situation is on their lending. I don't know what they were paying for interest on, on that money or anything like that. And maybe they had straight up cash. Maybe they, yeah. And the reason why they're waiting, just to, again, to go a little bit deeper, is because if they refinance it right now, they go to the bank and say, hey, this property is now worth $620,000 um, because that's what that's what the appraiser is going to appraise it at, $220,000 more than what they paid because that's what it costs to build it. Yeah. They're going to give them a new mortgage for 80% of that, which is going to be uh, $496,000. So if they're going to pay off their old existing loan, which is 320,000. This is where I think the math was off a little bit, but to be honest, I'm just, I'm just way too tired to do it today. <laughs> I, I, I pulled up my calculator. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go with Gabby's math. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO. Um, <laughs> oh, um, Godspeed. So they're going to give you a new mortgage at 80% of the, the amount that they appraise it for. So what this person's trying to do is they, they can take that $620,000 appraisal and get a new mortgage for 80% of that, or, they can wait and see if someone else sells a property that's similar in that area and say they sell it for 670000 then they'll get 80% mortgage on 670000 which means more of their money out. Mm -hmm. That's a difference of, well, that 670000 would be 536000 So that means that they would get an additional $40,000 out. So it's kind of worth it. So to they're just basically wait back back to the initial eighty that they had in at that point. Yeah. <sighs> Again, I don't know if your mouth's right. I'm it just... is. I'm so much more sharp than you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so do we want to know what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they decided to wait, and. Um, it, it says here, written in his email, that we had no idea how long that was going to take, as there are that there just weren't that many. Yeah. So, um, but they decided to take the chance and wait. I mean, at the end of the day, if they're sitting for months and they're like, okay, nothing's happening, they probably could have locked up at their construction cost. Mm -hmm. But uh, they decided to take a bit of a chance and wait, and um, luckily for them, it only took a month. So really? we, yeah, so we talked about, you know, them finishing up December, 2020. Well, in January, 2021, so earlier this year, they got a comparable on the market for 710,000. Well, I can do that math for you. <laughs> so yeah, it, it paid off to wait the one month. They got a appraisal um, for $710,000 is what they gave them. And they actually, when they wrote this email, um, they said that they were signing, wait a minute, signing the papers next week and getting possession. What does that mean? Pre-construction or something? No, it was Oh, well. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, just to give you, and what was, what was the new appraised value? Seven, 710. 710. That made a difference of putting $72,000 more back into their pocket. Okay. Not necessarily profit. I mean, it is and it isn't, um, but because they, they held off and waited for a better appraisal, yeah. um, the bank gave them, what was that number? A $568,000 mortgage, which is 80% of that 710. Yeah. So they got way more money out that they can go and reuse those funds and reinvest them and repurpose them. So based on the math that I did earlier when I was uh, going through this email, um, <clears throat> 
because a couple things don't quite add up in this email for them. I would need more information from them. But to me, if you had a $710,000 appraisal based on what they had paid initially and put in, I thought that they would have been left with about 50, I forget what it was, 52 or $56,000 left in the deal. That's pretty damn good for a $710,000. They had a great, yeah, they, they, that was a a great move on their part. Fantastic neighborhood. Uh, Bungalows in Otwell are, are awesome. And in what neighborhood, sorry? Otwell. Really? Yeah. So to put, to, to buy in that area, a a nice bungalow in that area, put a garage suite on a really large lot Mm -hmm. and to only have 50 some odd thousand dollars in the deal. Yeah. Strong move. Yeah. Yeah. Risky because they didn't know, you know, what would happen, but turned out really well for them. We need some, we, uh, I talked about this, I want to say like three or three years ago. Yeah. Um, at an event with a few other investors in Edmonton, some, some other really, um, big investors and we were all talking about it and we need some trailblazers in order for this to be, um, to be a, a sustainable strategy. Just like, you know, some of the early trailblazers when it came to secondary suites in our market, yeah. you know, um, heading into Millwoods when the LRT was getting started and selling them for 400 and selling uh, suited houses for 470,000. Yeah. And now that now the market is 470,000. So this whole thing with, with garage suites, nobody's really doing them and you're not getting any soul comparables because nobody wants to put that money in and not get a decent return on their cash. Right. Yeah. It, we what we want to do is we want to renovate something and we want it to be worth more than the cost of renovations after we're done. And if we don't have a market to support that and people aren't willing to pay it, then it's just not worth it. And the trickle down for that is meaning that, you know, in situations like this where this investor, you know, they wanted to refinance and they look on the market for recent, you know, sold comparables and there's none because no investors are doing it because it's not a good return on, on your cash on cash. Yeah. So, you kind of need a couple trailblazers. You almost need a couple investors to kind of go and make a, a noisy ass bird. <laughs> kind of need a couple trailblazing investors to kind of work together and, you know, to, to do these deals, to sell them. Uh, we need investors to buy them, to see the value, um, you know, as a, as a long-term buy and hold. And then that'll create a market. And then obviously, you know, this could be a, become a pretty long-term strategy and there's the reason why i'm talking about this is we could not as well but there's huge opportunities for a lot of people in really great neighborhoods with really great sized lots that already have existing secondary suites you know they got a suited house but they're there's the, so what i'm saying is there's so much room to build a garage suite on these lots but nobody's doing it because it doesn't make any financial sense or or they're doing it and like this person just refinancing and holding because a refinance well, doesn't equal a sold comparable. <laughs> yeah. So we need people to sell, sell them, them. Yeah. Actively. Yeah. So it's not that people aren't doing them. It's that they're holding on to them because like this person, that's a great investment. Mm-hmm. They just got into a fantastic neighborhood. Like I just think as a homeowner, even that would be way better than having a, a basement suite as a mortgage helper. I want to see all three. I mean, I, I just as an investor, I want to see, more lots with three suites on it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, it What it's going to take is going to take a few investors just to take a chance on it and start selling them and a few investors to buy them. And then once you create a market, um, other investors investors can hop on. And and again, like, you know, they're, they're, and we'll increase the, the value on the market, which is what we're trying to do. Yeah. I, I looked at it, like I said, I looked at it years ago with a few investors and we were just like pondering about you know, should we do this? Should we not? Can we just wait for someone else to do it? Yeah. Um, and the conversation kind of ended there and I moved on and sort of focusing on other things. So, um, but if, you know, this is a hot tip for you guys, if this is something that you're interested in um, and you want to be a trailblazer and you want to create a new market in Edmonton, in Calgary, in wherever, mm-hmm. um, now's the time. But, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So um, 
<laughs> Ryan helped with some clarification um, because I guess it takes a long time to build the garage suites. Mm-hmm. So he said that they, um, if they bought in August 2020, it was probably completed this December, December 2021. So it might mm-hmm. have been a typo that he said December 2020 in the email. Yeah. Um, so that would make more sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so in that case, um, yeah, just got the refinance through probably within the last couple of days or maybe even today, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Congrats if you're listening. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Robbie said he wanted to call in uh, after the garage suite because yeah. um, well, it looks like he's got an update on his search. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Call in. So show. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was kind of cool to hear um, a real life since we were talking <laughs> hypotheticals and saying, don't listen to our others. <laughs> we yep. don't know what it's like now. So that's good. Okay. We're bringing Robbie in. Yeah, I love hearing stories like that. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. How are you? Good. I uh, actually know someone that just built a garage suite in Westmount. Uh, they're not looking at selling it or anything anytime soon, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just as interesting to see it. It's pretty, uh, they went all out on it too, so it's quite quite nice. So it should be interesting once they, uh, it's just for their in-laws right now, <laughs> but I think once they go to, to sell it, it should be interesting what it does to the property value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just stop update on my search. Um, so been looking, uh, seen six houses now, um, all quite disappointing to be honest with you, but, uh, really? just, yeah, just the, even on like, uh, when you go on realtor.ca right now, if you put in like our price range, we're kind of looking in, I think it populates about 1200 properties and then you put in legal suite on the filter on that and it dials it down to 32. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. most of them are in the Alberta Avenue area, which I don't want to uh, venture to that area. Uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. So we've kind of looked at everything that, uh, we're interested in at this point and just a lot of, um, really rough renovations. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just having my, my dad involved in uh, construction for a while, I can, you know, just being our first time, I can kind of see when I get in there and I just like start questioning some things right away. And uh, I feel like, you know, what do they do underneath the walls if it looks like that above them? So, um, that's a great question. Yeah. 100%. yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, a little disheartening, but I think you know we're ready to pull the trigger when it does come up. And I know working with Calvin, he's kind of going to be looking at uh, off-market stuff for us potentially. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just a waiting game. We're ready to pull the trigger when that happens, though. Um, so that's kind of the update on my end of things right now. Uh, outside of that, uh, my question was just. You know, I'm already kind of just trying to prepare for, you know, what's next after this. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think I have some self-limiting beliefs about kind of what's possible. Um, So if we are going to be looking for a second property, uh, what are some kind of tactics I can take after this or possible um, avenues we can explore to kind of get on to our second one? Just because, you know, obviously we're not going to have a ton of capital we're brand new into this, so it's not like I can bring a wealth of knowledge on how to do this stuff. So I just wanted to kind of hear if you guys are know um, some different options and uh, you know what you think might be worth exploring or kind of learning a little bit more about. So what's what's the limitations for the second one? Is it just capital, or what other limitations are there? Well, I think it's for me it would be capital, and then also not really knowing anything. So. Uh, I don't know if, you know, if I was looking for a joint venture partner or something like that, I'm not going to be able to you know, be the managing partner essentially, or they're going to feel comfortable with me, I guess. Right. Why wouldn't they feel comfortable with you? Um, just cause lack if I, lack, not, yeah, I think it's just cause I, mean, I don't, just... <laughs> yeah, no, you I know, think it's just, I get the question. I think it's for me, I, what I just think is like, I don't know a ton about it. I don't haven't had a ton of experience. Uh, so, you know, if I was somebody with money, I don't want to one go into something super risky and put it into somebody that knows nothing and let them kind of just go about their day with it. Right. Um, 100%. Yeah. So that's kind of what I see as being like a stuck point right now is just what's that kind of look like. So that's where I'm like, well, what are some other options or is that the only way to go? Or is it kind of, we just wait to build up capital and trying to save as aggressively as possible. Uh, which will obviously take a little bit longer, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. just just been on my mind. So I wanted to call in. I'm always happy to call in. So <laughs> thanks, man. I, I, it's a good, it's a great question, and um, I can just like I can hear people just like edging, you know, to the edge of their seat just to kind of hear the answer. 
Um, the truth is, I, I 100% believe, like, I, I agree with you. It's, mm-hmm. I, I think of myself, if I, you know, early on, I didn't know anything about real estate investing, and I had a hundred or $200,000 of my equity or my savings, you know, would I invest it in someone that's, you know, like, who are you? Why would I give you, this is a large amount of money. This is all the money that I have. This is all my net worth. Why would I give it to you? Um, you know, I'd much rather give it to a bank, you know, someone at the bank, because, you know, they know how to, they know how to stack money, right? I want to give it to an investment advisor because they have a certification, you know what I mean? So I completely get what you're saying. And I'm just going to rewind a little bit because I, I, I truly believe that you should do a couple of your own deals with your own money first so that you can prove to people that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you have a limited, limited amount of money, that makes it kind of difficult. So I, I, I get it from that perspective. Um, that's why I see a lot of people, you know, they, they, they buy a new home for 5% down and then their previous home, they make that a rental property. That's a great way to get started with one rental property. Um, some people will get into agreement for sales, which is a more advanced strategy. It's kind of hard. It's you're going to, you're going to spend a year to two years getting really good at it. Um, and getting a couple of properties and then you can leverage that experience and get joint venture partners. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just tell you from personal experience, you know, it's not an easy route. <laughs> it's not an easy route. It, like to be honest, raising capital is easier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love agreement for sales. I love it. It's just fucking hard. Um, and I, and I haven't seen many people actually succeed at it. Um, because people just give up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so joint ventures is, is the best road. Uh, the best approach. So what I would recommend is is leverage whatever experience you have as much as possible. If you've only got one property, then you better leverage the fucking shit out of that. And the best way to do it is through social media, mm-hmm. hands down. Why do you think my my social media brand is, is built? Like you could scroll back about five years and it wasn't as much as what we have right now. But the whole reason for you know building a brand and, and not, I'm not talking about a logo, I'm not talking about podcasts, I'm talking about just Wayne Hillier, real estate investor. That's what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted Telling any people that you're an investor. I want everyone to know that I'm an investor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the beginning, you'll get the questions of, well, how many properties do you have? And you'd be like, uh, well, I, um, I have one property, but two tenants, two doors, two doors. <laughs> two doors. A lot of people like to say two doors. Cause it sounds like more, um, <laughs> uh, and, and I get it. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, my uncle has six. Like, you know what I mean? They don't really see you um, as, as, a, as a person of authority. But what the trick is, is, is if you do it long enough and you constantly post content, post content about things that you know, that you're, that you know how to, you know, navigate the Residential Tenancy Act, that you know how to evict someone, that you know how to find a good deal. That, that you're, you're out, out with Calvin Hexter looking at properties investment yes. properties that you attended an open house at a uh, townhouse flip that you went on a flip tour and we're looking at flip properties. Mm-hmm. All these things are opportunities to show people that you are out there immersing yourself, learning, doing yeah. all those things. Nobody asks me how many doors I have or how many properties I have anymore because they just know when you're a real estate investor. It's super simple. So what you need to do is you need to put in the legwork in order to get to that point where they, where they say, Robbie, is it DeVries or DeVries, DeVries right? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's try to pronounce it. Robbie DeVries, real estate investor. That's it. Gotcha. So, okay. and I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'll just, I don't want to do social yeah, media. I hate the social media. So I'm just going to do agreement for sales because it's much easier and I don't have to ask people for money and I don't have to, uh, and I don't have to post pictures of myself. <laughs> well, it's like if you if if you want to be if you want to do some really great things and you want to get more than five properties, you're gonna have to step outside your comfort zone and do things that are uncomfortable. Um, I like I know most of the people listening here um, didn't know me before social media, but Gabby does. This trust me, this is not a Wayne thing. This is not something that I was like born to do. In fact, it was Wayne very fucking abrasive. I was very fucking abrasive. <laughs> like, and, and now here I am, I'm doing a morning podcast and, and, and talking to hundreds of people. Like I'm just, what I'm saying is that we all start from somewhere and, um, and it's never in our comfort zone. <laughs> it starts by stepping out of it. 
So my my tip to you, I, I, I'm I'm um, I'm kind of defending what I'm saying more than I'm saying what I'm saying, and that is that you you need to show people you need to, when you have conversations with people, they need you know you they ask what you did on the weekends. A great place to start is is by saying, you know, I was out looking at properties. I'm trying to buy a duplex. Um, super hard right now. There's no duplex on the market. And then, you know, you'll kind of get that little head tilt from someone like you're a real estate investor or, or you buy, so what are you a realtor? Like, no, no, no. I buy investment properties. Wow. Do you have, like, how many do you have? Well, we're just getting started out right now, but, um, we got a plan to get over 10, um, in the next couple of years. Wow. Seriously. Yep. 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 So I'm just, you know, um, trying to find some deals right now, just bringing in, uh, partners, you know, investment partners and, you know, getting this thing rolling and, and that's it. Just that's just ended right there. And then just slowly just start making it normal conversation. It's going to feel a little weird at first. Um, but then just start, like Gabby said, start posting, you know, when you're out with Calvin, a selfie and posting, you know, that you're reading this new investment book and posting that you're listening to the morning show every day at 6 a.m. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. will begin to associate you with real estate investing. And then you'll get random people calling you up, asking you the dumbest questions. Like I used to get this at work all the time. People would ask me like, Hey, like do you have an electrician. Hey, do you have a plumber? Hey, do you have someone that could, um, how much does it cost to replace the sidewalk around my house? Hey, do you want to buy my house? Hey, do you want to buy my house? <laughs> and, and you know, what? this is, this is, this is the, the start of it, the start of it. And, um, these are some of the extra benefits and opportunities that come from being a real estate investor is that people just start calling you because they think that you'll buy their house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it grows, it compounds and um, eventually to the point where everybody just knows you as that person. And then you've got them in the palm of your hands. Then you can start asking or people will ask you, but uh, it's a, it's a long game. <laughs> it's not something you can just, you know, commit to on Monday and be like, I'm going to do this. Like you have to commit to it for the next 20 years or 10 years. So um, you got to make that decision right now, commit to it and just start doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that uh, insight. That was great. Um, And yeah, I think that's uh, big. I think the plan, uh, that was a big reason why I'm obviously coming to the retreat there in January too. So, uh, but uh, no, that makes a ton of sense. And I've been already talking everybody's ear off about this uh, in my close circle. I just haven't gone to social media in a little while. So um, I'll start, uh, looking at that and venturing down that avenue as well. Just just start with one piece of content every day. Even if it's just sharing a podcast, you know, sharing whether it be bigger pockets or ours or um, saying, you know, I was listening to this podcast today. Uh, it talks about uh, secondary suites and duplexes in Edmonton. Uh, it's a really good listen. And then mm-hmm. just share the link. That's that's all you have to do. You don't do a picture or a selfie and you don't have to you don't have to do the 20 minute rant about it or the, you know, the segment about it, you know, just share somebody else's content. Um, and just you're, you will become an expert by association and, and trust me, man, at the cabinetry, we'll go way deeper into this. Cause if this is, if this is the next step for you, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have a plan for you. We'll, we'll definitely we'll have a plan by the end of the weekend and you know, then you'll know exactly what it is to do. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that by the way too. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest no of the weekend. No worries, buddy. Thank you. All right. Okay. So we got a couple messages here. Can I just say something? Because yeah. I, I wrote yeah, a note yeah, yeah. a little bit earlier, um, and then we'll get back into that. Um, going back to the garage suites, I think it might be – got to have to go through some old notes, and, and it won't be this week or next week, but maybe in the new year, uh, remind me about garage suites because I did the math and I came up with a solution in, 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 or, in what, what would, what it would take in order for garage suites to become a new sustainable strategy in the Edmonton and Calgary markets. So I did the math and I figured out what they would need to be sold for in order for it to make sense, cash on cash, also for it to make sense as a long-term buy and hold. Mm-hmm. So I figured all that out. What I might do in the, in the, in the new year is, I'll pull up all those notes and run the math for you guys. And then if there is someone or a handful of people that want to be those trailblazers that want to start that market and then like literally, you know, tap into the, you know, the gold, you know, to, 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 to mine for the gold or the oil that's, that's, that's available in Edmonton. Um, I'll give you the, I will give you all the details and I will give you all the, the numbers and the data. 
And then it's just a matter of a, a couple investors who want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I made a note of that because I don't have the time to do it. I don't, but it's a huge opportunity. I think a lot of people can really benefit from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ryan's trying to call in. Yeah, Ryan's trying to call in. Let's answer that first and then we'll go to your uh, your messages afterwards. Morning, guys. <clears throat> Good morning, Ryan. Um, so I thought I'd add to the garage suite conversation just a little bit. Um, so we we have a garage suite uh, that we rent out, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's certainly our best performing property. We bought it uh, as a garage suite. So the previous homeowner had built it himself. He had three boys, and um, the idea being it would just kind of be their hangout kind of place. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they loved where they lived and were planning on staying there for a long time and just wanted to expand. But then I guess they got some dream job back in Ontario and picked up and left. Um, so really? So we bought it. Um, so it's a, a bungalow with a garage suite, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think as far as tenanting it, it's a lot easier. Because you have two completely separate, yeah, separate okay. structures. Yeah. From that standpoint, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I just thought I'd. So your experience has been good. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely positive. Um, the the one thing is when it was built, it wasn't obviously built um, with rentals in mind. Mm-hmm. So okay. Uh, if I would have designed it or or bought it with that specific purchase would have done things a little bit different. So the couple examples, um, there isn't an exterior entrance to the suite itself. You enter from inside the garage. Right. Okay. So, so I have that, that building is essentially rented itself. So the, the person who is renting the garage suite is also renting the garage. Right. Mm. So then, then the home is rented without without a garage. Right. So from that perspective, it would have been nicer if there would have been uh, an exterior entrance just so you had more flexibility, more options, right? As far as mm-hmm. for sure. the yeah, garage itself. Um, we had to add uh, laundry because laundry wasn't in the garage. So we added okay. the laundry ourselves after we bought it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and, and part of the reason that it worked out well for us when we did buy it is because the the price that we got it for, we couldn't have bought a, a house and built a garage for that price. Right. Okay. So because he had built it himself and yeah, he got a good deal on it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just see in the comments, someone's asking uh, what we rent the garage for. So with utilities, um, to answer Mike's question, the garage is rented for sixteen fifty. Wow! That, inc- that includes the garage parking as well. Um, the house is a uh, ten fifty square square foot bungalow with four bedrooms and two baths, and it's rented for twenty one fifty with utilities. So wow! Amazing. The the total property is yeah with utilities thirty eight hundred in rent. Boom. So, um, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, it's like I said, it's, it's been very good so far. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've heard layouts are the most difficult, um, part of building garage suites because it is a pretty small area. Um, we, we went and toured a couple, Gabby and I, yeah. um, we were looking back, back in the day, we were looking at Seacan, um, garage suites. Um, they were kind of cool, but they ended up costing a little bit more. Um, they like free, uh, prefab them and like drop them in. <laughs> yeah, they're, they were, well, they're, yeah, that was the cool thing was that they were prefabricated. So you didn't have to spend as much time construction on site. They had these things already built. So they just built up the, you know, foundation, the foundation, the garage, and then they just went and plopped a, a sea can on top that was already pre-built, prefab. So it was kind of cool because you save a lot of, save a lot of time. But you spend a little extra. But um, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty interesting stuff. 
Um, and, and thanks so much for calling in with with uh, with those Some details. Article, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, for it's, sure. I, I haven't talked to too many people who have um, who have garage suites. Yeah. But, I think um, the other one of the other disadvantages um, with if you're doing it yourself is the timelines. Yeah. The planning, the permitting, the excavation, um, everything before you actually are able to get it rented. Uh, right. There's there's quite a timeline in the build, which which obviously adds to your holding costs or whatever your plan is. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you for calling in, Ryan. Yep, you're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had some messages. We want to get through that uh, before we wrap her up again. Yeah. Um, so Corey is getting keys to an off-market deal today from Calvin. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. And he said for, uh, because Robbie said he was looking, that there's not much out there. He said, keep at it. Your time will come, Robbie. It's nice. Um and then uh, on the topic of attracting joint ventures and stuff, uh, James had said, the more we discuss our small wins in our day with people around us, the more we find that people show interest and we're often potentially talking to a JV. We now know it's in our best interest to get a handle on understanding how to lean into, discuss, and structure a joint venture agreement so we are ready to push into our next phase. The accountant has explained to us how strong the agreements are if laid out correctly. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And good for you for uh, staying ahead of it and knowing that that might be where you're headed and to get the knowledge that you need there. Um, Corey also has a fourplex that he's considering putting a double garage on. If we sweet the if we sweet up the garage into two units, it's then a sixplex would then be commercial property. Mm, if you rezone it yeah you'd have to rezone it for that um if the four if it's a true fourplex and on a single title uh would be a, a good question yeah. or is it a duplex mm, on two titles that are suited mm, <laughs> that's a mortgage question and a zoning question yeah uh, we don't know i'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure uh let me let me let me ponder that Four, he said yes, four on one title. I'll ask Keaton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Josh said he, uh, he's had a busy morning that he can sneak a call in here at the end if we have time. You know what, um, Josh? If you don't mind, let's let's hold it till tomorrow. I made a I made a note of, of your message, and I was going to read it uh, without saying your name. <laughs> I, I I made a note of it, but then uh, uh, we got on another topic there, but. If you if you can uh, tune in tomorrow and let's talk about it tomorrow, because um, I, I feel like we can uh, we can get a good conversation of that. If that's okay with you, first okay. thing tomorrow sounds good, buddy. Okay, first thing. <laughs> okay, well, thank you everyone else for joining in today. It was a yeah, really good chats and um, and uh, I'm glad that people are calling in and asking their questions and, and talking about things. This is this is this is this is for you guys and and I again I, I want to make sure that. You know, this content is more targeted um, towards you and the problems that you guys are dealing with and, and the questions that you're looking to get uh, answered. So yeah. um, shout out to you guys for doing that today in the last couple of days. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Have I guess we day, will guys. see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 